podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. And I am Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to be great. You gave such a great... Uh... I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm good. It's uh, the uh, holiday season. We celebrate some holidays. We went to visit your family for Thanksgiving. In Boise, yeah. We took a long road trip. Um, I think it was fun for the most part. Yeah, it was fun. Beautiful, um, beautiful drive. What's that? Beautiful drive. Beautiful drive. Fun yeah. to see the fam. To rural, rural, mostly Nevada and and California. And some Oregon. A little bit of Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm finally not sick, although <clears throat> I do have like a weird allergy thing, so I'm still gonna like well, cough. You're allergic to our cat. Whom we had? I've had this cat for 18 years. Yeah. But she's an old lady, and I think I don't know if her dander has changed, or maybe she's not cleaning herself as much because she's. An 18-year-old cat. She's given up on herself, but... She does seem to be giving off more dander, and I am having more, yeah, chest issues yeah. than I ever did with her before. But uh, she's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's how we are. Um, if you don't know, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast in which we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother, compare, contrast, make jokes, uh... Get on wild tangents. Yeah, yeah. Um, reference our work because we're also a long time married couple. Long <laughs> um, time. Yeah, I guess eight, eight years. Eight hours. Is, yeah, and we've been did together. You say eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how it feels. It's flown by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been together a long time, so there's also a lot of like inside jokes that you won't get. So get used to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just gonna happen. Too bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. Right now we're on season four, episode five of of both shows. Season four, episode five of Friends is called The One with Joey's New Girlfriend. Season four, episode five of How I Met Your Mother is called Shelter Island. We're going to put a pin in Shelter Island. Mm -hmm. We'll come back. We'll visit Shelter Island later. We'll mm -hmm. take the ferry. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start by talking about what happens, what happened in season four, episode five of Friends, which again is called The One with Joey's New Girlfriend. So uh, we start at the perk. Everybody do a shot of espresso. We start at the perk. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and Ross is being really obnoxious because he got a hot girl's phone number and he's showing it off to everyone in very much in earshot of Rachel. He's trying to make Rachel jealous. They're still doing this to each other all the time. Um, they should probably just grow up. Probably. But um, yeah, so he got a phone number and then um, Phoebe grabs the napkin the phone number's on and sneezes into it and wads it well, up. No, she's about to sneeze and then Rachel <laughs> hands right. it to that's Phoebe. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so she sneezes. Um, well, this is setting up a Phoebe storyline. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a fake sneeze. She's actually coming down with something like I was. <clears throat> and that gets us into the opening titles. When we come back, we're still at the perk. And Chandler is very struck by a woman who's sitting at the coffee bar. And why wouldn't you be? Because she's played by Paget Brewster. Mm -hmm. The great Paget Brewster uh, is there with a little, like, uh, bob haircut, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's shorter than a bob because a bob is, like, shoulder. Okay. So what? It would, this is, like, a flapper haircut? This what would like you call a, it? like a page boy. Okay. I guess it's a page boy. Yeah. All right. Um uh, meanwhile, Phoebe's still sick. Um, she also there's also a weird bit, um, or not a weird, just a, a one-off joke about her like 
um, designing her own shoes and she like puts her shoe up on the coffee mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. and there's a close up of the shoe. And uh, um, this is not a show. Friends tends to stick to its like multicam, like there's, you know, three or four cameras or whatever all at a certain distance. They don't tend to go in for close ups on Friends. Right. Um, so that very much stuck out to me. Well, this is a. Um an early uh, props to the props department because yeah. someone went through with candy corn and like yeah. stuck them lovingly on this. Yeah. And there's adorned... a little poof on the toe. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of fun Shoes stuff. Shoes are fun. Um, so uh, then it turns out at the end of the scene, it turns out that Padgett Brewster, she's, she's, you know, mildly charmed by Chandler's nervousness or whatever, but uh, it turns out she's just there waiting for a date. And that date turns out to be Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that night Chandler gets up in the middle of the night and who's in his living room, uh, but Paget Brewster, I've already forgotten her name. Uh, Kate? Uh, Kathy with a K. Kathy with a K. That's right. <laughs> um, but as I tend to do, I'll probably just refer to her as Paget. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, turns out they both woke up in the middle of the night to watch some old Ernie Kovacs special. Ernie Kovacs, who's like, okay. uh, yeah, um, early sort of precursor to what we think of as late night comedy like bits you know he's a very like influence on yeah. johnny carson and all yeah. that sort of thing like kind of borscht belt i don't know i guess i mean that name i mean yeah. <laughs> makes me think That's yeah funny. possibly uh yeah so um yeah i'm not really familiar with ernie kovac's comedy i just know what the name is and what he did in general but i don't like but anyway, it's cute. They're both big Ernie Kovacs fans, and it turns out they have a ton in common. Uh, more on that later. Uh, now, uh, back at the perk again, and Phoebe is um, full on, has a cold, but she likes the way it makes her voice sound, mm-hmm. which I kind of did when I had a cold, too. I liked yeah. sounding like, you know, Don LaFontaine in a world, that sort of thing. Right. <laughs> um, uh, there's also a joke about how, um, Paget Brewster works in like medical research and they're going to like pick up hamsters. Yeah. And they, yeah. Sad. It's very sad. Sad for those hamsters. Yeah. Um, but Phoebe doesn't get that they're experimenting on the hamsters. She thinks the doctors are treating sick hamsters, which is cute, but sad. So it turns out after Joey and, and Kathy with a K leave, uh, Chandler reveals to the rest of the gang that he's got a huge crush, that they have so much in common. They stayed up all night talking. Rachel and Monica are kind of making fun of him a little bit. Monica does the like. You arm, love him. But then Monica does like the arms around your back, yeah. so it looks like you're like making out with someone thing, and Gunther gives it like a weird look. There's a lot of Gunther in this episode, which I didn't mention, but like Gunther asks Rachel her birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um,. And, and he, he shows up a, a couple more times, but it, it'll, it'll pay off in the end. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, finally, get, finally get to the uh, to Monica and Rachel's apartment. And Phoebe's there. She's trying to work on some new songs for her sultry voice. She wants mm-hmm. to work on some blues songs, but she says nothing that bad has ever happened to her. Right, right. And Monica's like... What about like when your mom killed herself or you like, lived in your you car? Lived on, yeah. yeah. And she was like, or yeah, I could write a song about that time. My hair was like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
I wrote Ross here, but I meant to write Rachel. Uh, Rachel comes home with her new uh, boy toy. Um, you got to keep her, keep him away from Monica. You know, we, you know, she likes him yeah. young. So yeah. he's a college kid named Josh. Yeah. I feel like this um, joke has been done before with like yeah. a young man, like just eye candy. Yeah. But, um, Fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he is. Um, played by an actor named Brian Fish Smith, who never appeared in anything else yeah. ever again after this. I didn't recognize him yeah. and I haven't. Yeah. But his name is Brian Fish Smith. All right. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then suddenly Phoebe's voice just gets better uh, out of nowhere and she's very sad um, Ross thought he had a like Netflix and chill type stay at home date night with Amanda but it, it so their they previous met. date was really just like their kids hanging out yeah they met like at a playground right and then they went to Chuck E. Cheese something like that yeah, yeah. And so he shows up thinking like, oh, we're going to stay in like with the brings, kids, brings wine. Bring some wine. we're going to watch TV or whatever. Netflix and chill. Uh, turns out that some miscommunication, she just wants him to babysit while she goes out on an actual date. Um, so that's sad for Ross, but I don't feel that bad for Ross. And it's um, also like so pathetic. Like you almost feel for Ross when because he has a bottle of wine and she's like, "Ooh, uh, can you wait till after the kids are asleep to drink that? Like thinking yeah, that to drink your wine. Yeah. yeah. To Ross is just like, oh, I can't wait to open this bottle. Yeah. Like such a dork. <laughs> um, Chandler the next morning um, sees Kathy out on a jog and there's a really fun uh, whole run sequence in, here where he like run runs through, through the, the streets. Yeah. This is more of the like New York set, like back or, or, or lot like set we've ever seen. I think Yeah, we see like a whole street. We see two sides of a street. It's very spacious. Um, and yeah, he like, uh, it's also very New York that he like runs through, like past a hot dog vendor as he's like, yeah. and he kind of does the hot like dog a, to the guy. I'm walking. <laughs> like he yeah. kind of does like, but he walks through a hot dog exchange and yeah. then gets mustard all over his shirt. Cause he like knocks the hot dog out of the hand. He yeah. falls in some garbage. Yeah. Then he like uh, literally like runs into the street, does the a version of the I'm walking here thing and then runs across the top of taxi cabs and stuff. And then finally says hi to Kathy. And then he's like, okay. And then walks away. Yeah. It's a really great bit. Yeah. I really liked it. Me too. Um, so Chandler admits now after that Chandler is like, you're right to, to Rachel and Monica. I have a crush, you know, I don't know what to do about this. He, he sort of, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Um, meanwhile, Monica caught Phoebe's cold, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then, um, there's a shot of the world trade center mm-hmm. and then we're back in Joey and Chandler's apartment and. This is a fun like callback where, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, Joey is saying, "You're so like you don't want to hang out with me and Kathy." You know, he's like, "I learned to get along with Janice for you," mm-hmm. and I thought they were going to do a full call- callback where um, it was going to be. Chandler and Kathy's day of fun instead of Joey and Janice's day of fun. Yeah. Um, but no, he wants him to go. To, uh, Ross wants Chandler to go to dinner with them. Um, meanwhile, across the hall, Rachel finds realizes that Josh is not just a fuck boy. He's also a thief and he's, he's stealing, stealing money out of her purse and stealing clothes and jewelry. Yeah. Um, 
there's he gives her a he gives her a watch that's actually Monica's. Monica's. Yeah, uh, and Monica's like sick on the couch. That's mine. Yeah. Like, um, then there's a really gross bit where Phoebe wants her cold back, so she's like licking like Monica's cup, and mm-hmm. like she's like putting used Kleenex in her pocket. It's yeah. all very gross. It is gross. But she wants uh, wants it back so bad. Then we're at the club or not the club the dinner which felt like it was kind of like a so club because there was like loud music and you said who dis that yeah. like lame club and also like the city yeah the, the city's city definitely set. a new yeah. set yeah yeah new um so uh um this felt very much like um remember when barney earlier this season or maybe it was last season when barney is trying to hang out have a nice night with robin and she like is trying to set him up with somebody else mm-hmm. so kathy is like oh check out that girl at the bar or whatever mm-hmm. to she's trying to be like a a wingman and so like uh chindler joey finally go like chindler like finally comes clean to joey and yeah. joey like doesn't get it <clears throat> yeah meanwhile joey's very oblivious yeah like yeah the whole time it's very i guess on brand for joey yeah, Chandler has this whole speech about, like, how much he thinks about Kathy. And Joey's like, all right, well, that's pretty good, but maybe tone it down a little bit. Like, doesn't get that, he, that it's real. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess I struggled with, like, the little story about how Kathy and Joey met. is like they were in acting class together, and he picked three, like, makeout scenes with yeah. her. And she wasn't, like, grossed out by him. She was, like, charmed by it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you liked Joey, that would be charming. That's kind of predatory. No, you and I know that. Yeah. But if you like Joey. Right. You would be charmed by it, right? I guess, yeah. You'd be like, oh, he wants to kiss me. Yeah, I guess. Um, meanwhile, okay, the, the song that's playing during this restaurant, there's no reason you should know this song. It's called House on Fire. It's by a group called Arcana. It's on the Batman and Robin soundtrack, which is the only reason Weird. I know it. Weird. Okay, good Because call. I was... But I was... I went through a period of my life when I was a very intense Smashing Pumpkins fan. Mm-hmm. So I had the Batman and Robin soundtrack because mm-hmm. it has not one but two Smashing Pumpkins songs on it. It has The End is the Beginning mm-hmm. is the End and The Beginning is the End is the Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one, speaking of soundtracks, it was my favorite song on the Lost Highway soundtrack. Yeah, I. And that's not on like no, a. It's only on the Lost Highway soundtrack. Yeah, yeah it's a great, great song. song. Um, have you heard any of the new Smashing Pumpkin stuff? I have not. It's just, it's not even like embarrassingly bad. It just feels like limp. It feels like whatever Billy Corgan had, and he definitely had something at some point, like it's not really there anymore. Yeah. Um, but he's putting out like, they're putting out a three-part like rock opera that's coming out in the spring, but they put the first part out already, and it just wasn't that good. Yeah, I had multiple friends who saw the pumpkins at the bowl okay recently and i wonder how that show was were you talking about our friend sean that i used to do a podcast called previously on uh no i think other people oh maybe he did go oh no no he saw them that might have been oh, god that might have been pre-pandemic no, timelines this all was like last week okay i'm talking yeah no sean you're right sean saw them pre-pandemic and it wasn't at the bowl it was somewhere else downtown yeah. or if even ryan or something like that um, and they did what they did when I saw them way back on the Machina tour, which is like no opener. They just played for like two and a half hours. But 
Yeah, the bowl show is the current tour with Jane's Addiction. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. So I noticed that song because I used to listen to the Batman and Robin soundtrack in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, so Ross and Rachel find themselves at Monica and Rachel's apartment. They're sniping about their, like, dating, you know, Amanda and dating Josh. And, and Monica's sick of it. And she, in, her, in a very sick voice, like yells at them and like tells them each the truth like you know you're not amanda's date you're her babysitter and josh is stealing from you um ross has a funny joke here because amanda's date tipped him when he came home yeah and he's like at least i made money from my fake girlfriend or whatever yeah he got 10 bucks out of it yeah um uh so that finally blows up um meanwhile at the uh at the perk, um, uh, Gunther now has the cold and Phoebe kisses Gunther. And then, um, uh, Chandler's trying to watch TV. They got a new TV, by the way, new TV who dis, right? Yeah. Uh, Chandler and Joey finally replaced their TV. Yeah. It's like sits at a weird angle on top of the great, the Greyhound statue, which yeah. is funny. So he's trying to watch TV while Joey and Kathy are getting it on and he like turns it way up and then Joey like yells at him and uh, he asks Monica if he can sleep on her couch. And that's the end of the episode except for a tag at the end where Gunther uh, confesses to Rachel that he and Phoebe kissed. Um, And that's it. That's the end of the episode. There's a lot of... um, I wrote the words like come clean like three times because hmm. like Chandler has to like come clean, come clean to Joey. Yep. Gunther comes clean to, to Rachel. And there was like one other that I um, that I had here. But um, uh, yeah, no, I can't find it. But uh, yeah, that seemed to be a theme this episode of people like admitting things to other people. OK. Um, Any other stray observations? Well, I guess I'm just frustrated like. We know you can't get... If you infect someone with a cold, you can't then get it back. Right. Well, these people haven't lived through COVID-19. They don't have the... The wherewithal, the understanding, the four... They don't have the built-in, like, communal knowledge of infectious diseases and... Right. But even before then, like, you knew that if you yeah. gave it gave a cold to someone, you don't then get it back. Yeah. Um, At least not that... Strain. Yeah, but Phoebe also thinks the earth is flat, so, like... That's true. That's true. Because I also wanted to tell... I didn't even mention the part where she's, like, getting her hair wet and sticking her head out the window in the fall. Like, that's not how you get a cold. Yeah, but people still believe that. Like, people don't understand. Yeah. People still think, like, oh, you'll you'll catch your cold, you know? you catch it from other people, not from being cold outside. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we move on to funniest moments? Yes. Um, uh, I'll just go chronologically. Um, when Phoebe first like performs at the perk, <laughs> I think this is mine too. With a cold, she says, yep. I have a cold. If I sneeze in the middle of a song, it's not on purpose. Oh, except the last verse of Pepper People. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, that was mine as well. I knew, like, as soon as she said it, I was like, okay, there's going to be a song where she does sneeze on purpose. So I saw the joke coming, but I didn't see Pepper People coming. Yeah. So that's why I like the writing on this show. Yeah. All right, what do you got? 
Um, well, same. Also, Phoebe, um, when Monica says to Phoebe, I think I caught your cold, and Phoebe says, you mean you stole it? <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, um, when Rachel <laughs> introduces Josh to the gang, she says, uh, these are my friends, and that's Ross. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Um, I only have one more. I don't have any more. Okay, there's completely out of no, like not uh, no context in the rest of the show. Um, Chandler is playing hide and seek with the chick and the duck, and he like we ca- we come in and like he finishes counting to one hundred and takes his hands off his eyes, and the chick and duck are just still sitting there, and he just like gives this like exasperated. Yeah. <laughs> very very funny. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of make it fashion. I made a I made a point this episode of paying attention more because I felt like I had slacked on this segment. Mm, okay. So I, what do you have for friends with make it fashion? I still slacked. <laughs> um, we mentioned the shoes, which were beautifully yeah. adorned, yeah. and Monica has a Karen haircut. <laughs> she's gotten she a haircut yeah. like since this last one, yeah. and she's um, accentuating it with like little like clips. Like I I am not digging her hair yeah. right now. Even back then, I don't think I liked this iteration of her. Do you think that this was either the show or Courtney Cox saying, I need a signature haircut? Everyone loves the Rachel. I need to snazz it up. There needs to be a Monica. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely Karen hair. Um, Okay, so I have. uh, Do you have any more? No. Okay, then I'm going to go on a run here because I have a bunch. I'm going to start with the bad ones. They're both Ross. In the opening scene when Ross is, like, bragging about getting a number, he's wearing an outfit that should work. But it's, he's got, like, a sort of, like, slate gray suit. Okay. And instead of, like, a shirt and tie underneath him, he has, like, a collared shirt. But under that, he has, like, an olive sweater vest. It's a good look, but none of it fits. And also, like, someone, you know, whenever you're, like, watching... Something where they're making a movie, you're making a TV show, and the TV show movie you're watching, they always do, like, last looks where someone comes up and, like, adjusts, you know, the makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the collar of his jacket was, like, up over the collar of his collared shirt. Mm-hmm. It really, it, honestly, he looked, it was poor, ill-fitting, and it looked like he had just thrown it on and stepped out on stage with no one adjusting it. It was, like, a weirdly, yeah. egregiously Bad choice. I don't understand well, why they would, like, have him look bad like that. It wasn't so egregious <coughs> that I noticed it. Well, I noticed men's fashion. No, I know, but I'm saying, women's. like, if you're calling it egregious. I'm, I am calling it egregious. Okay. Um, and then at the end, Ross shows up. This is during the scene when Monica, like, yells at them and and, and uh, reveals all about their dates or whatever. But I could barely pay attention because Ross is wearing, like, I don't know, a pleather like blazer coat or like but it also looked kind of like a windbreaker it was it was hideous hmm. and it's also because we're watching these on hbo max and that does not sponsored hbo max is not a sponsor of this podcast that's just what we haven't even watched it on and so i saw the thumbnail the 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 screen grab or whatever for the next episode and it looks like he's still wearing that jacket in the next episode and so it's pleather you say it looks pleather okay why um there'll be more of ross in <laughs> Pleather. In pleather? Okay. I like that. Um, uh, Hold on. Um, Okay. Pleather, you say? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, now onto the stuff that I like. Okay. When Monica's sick, she's wearing a powder blue sweatshirt, like old school, like athletic type of like, might as well be a champion sweatshirt. Okay. And it, I guess I'm thinking because the entire time we were in Boise, I, I was like following back on my like salmon sweatshirt, which is also the very... Mm-hmm. old style and very comfortable yeah like and so i was looking at monica's sweatshirt and being like it looks like a good sweatshirt i would lounge around in that sweatshirt yeah um um yeah i like when they're cozy and cash yeah um next one i'll just uh I, well when chandler hits on kathy he's got this is very 90s and very chandler it's like a bowling shirt style but it's also zip up like a zip up sweater but it has like the Vertical stripes like a bowling okay. shirt. Okay. And then I'll end by being a creep and just say there's a scene where Patrick Brewster is wearing a New York Rangers jersey and nothing else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I was assuming that it was Joey's, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm assuming, too. Yeah. And she was, yeah, out in the... When they're watching the Ernie Kovacs thing. Yeah. 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 Very sexy. Very sexy. Yeah. Nice gams. Nice gams. Nice stems on that Paget Brewster. Nice stems. Uh, um... What's under the umbrella? Anything? Um, well, you kind of missed that scene about the um, the gesturing that Ross and Monica had you know as children. And it kind of like you, like, um, how would you describe this motion? Stupid. I think you're right. I should have written down, but I think I hated it so much okay. that I was just like, I'm going to focus on other things. And I was like making notes, but you're right. I should have called out. Okay. Like. Jam your fists together yeah. in a, like, fuck you style. Yeah, it's something that Ross invented when they were kids as a way to, like, yeah, give the finger. Yeah. It was like a code that meant the finger but wasn't the finger. Yeah. Um, I thought it was embarrassing and unfunny. And I think I, like, subconsciously, like, intentionally left it out of my notes because I was like, that's stupid. Okay. Is that going to come back? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think it comes back. Um, but he does another one at the end. Like, we learned mm-hmm. that one. He does another one with his, like... Hands are linked behind his head and his elbows are out. And he's like twisting his elbows. That was funny because it reminded me of um, Big Business. A funny scene in Big Business. Which scene in Big Business? Um, When they all uh, like see each other at the very end. Lily Tomlin does like one of these. Yeah. She's just so shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Big Business just came up on the most recent uh, Battleship Pretension episode. One of my favorite childhood And I didn't see it until... I met you, and I really so like good. it, too. I'm, like, ready to We did to an episode on musicians turned actors. We're talking about Bette Midler. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Lily Tomlin. I mean, Bette Midler's great. The movie, Fred Ward's great. Edward Herman's great. But Lily Tomlin is the my favorite part of that movie. Stand out, yeah. When she says... <laughs> you remember when, she, when she's, like... The, the country Lily Tomkin is, like, strolling around the offices, and she's, like... I'm wearing my Tuesday panties, but I guess you already knew that because she guess thinks you they've knew been that too. Yeah, yeah, she thinks they've been spying on her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> when can we watch that? Let's watch it again. Let's watch it again tonight. Okay. All right. Um, anything else? Oh, um, yeah. Watching TV, commenting on like old TV shows. Oh yeah, but this one was not ironic, which I liked. It was right. a genuine love of Ernie Kovacs. Yeah. Um, I, this was kind of like a, it seemed like a throwaway line of Chandler talking about his father in fishnet stockings. Right. Yes. He doesn't like women in fishnets because it reminds him of his father in fishnets. We will return to that. All right. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Phoebe's tragic childhood. Yeah. That, we talked right. about that All already. All this stuff comes up. 
Um, I did a bad job of noticing all these recurring things. Also, um, um, lesbianism as a punchline, it was kind of like, I mean, it kind of was funny in the delivery, but it was like, Rachel said to Ross, like, oh, if you like her so much, why don't you marry her? Oh, right. She's not a lesbian. You can't. (laughs) Yeah, that was mean. It was mean, but but her delivery was effective. Yeah. Um, That's it. All right. Well, should we take, take a quick break? Yes. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back from our quick break, and we are ready to dive right in to How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 5, Shelter Island. Natalie, take it away. Mm, okay, so we open at McLaren's. Drink a shot of your beer. Just kidding. Yeah, take a shot. No, you got to do a shot of, uh, I don't know, what do they do? They, what do they drink? I guess... They whiskey drink mostly beer but i know we know that robin likes bourbon or yeah. whiskey yeah i mean bourbon is a kind of whiskey this is let's not get into that okay actually actually um, um so they are introducing the idea of a um dream wedding so stella has like her <laughs> whole idea of a dream wedding yeah and we end up at a um at a restaurant with Stella and Ted and her sister Nora. Or no, it's first just Stella and Nora. And Nora's talking okay, about yeah. um no, maybe Ted's. It's all four well. of them. We never actually see the front of Nora's Fiance. fiance's head. But right. they're all at dinner together. Okay. And his the so Nora's getting married, the her her fiance's head is to the camera. We don't know who okay. it is. Um they're talking about their dream wedding and then um there's another dinner with Nora again with Stella and Ted. And that's when Nora tells them that the wedding is off. Everything like I, the dream yes. wedding is, has been canceled. And then, um, Stella and Ted have like a miscommunicative relationship. Telep- telepathic session yep. Yep. where Ted thinks that, what are they, that they're going to, what does Ted think they're? They're going to cover the bill for dinner. They're going to cover the bill for dinner. <laughs> and Stella thinks that we'll take their wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and so she offers to take their wedding, yeah. um, catches Ted off guard. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, well, let's do it. Um, let's be spontaneous, you know? Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to be, be more spontaneous. I love her, you know? We want to get married, so we'll just take it. Um, and then we kind of get to the point of the episode of the um, idea of not inviting an ex to your wedding. And um, we see Robin in Tokyo. <laughs> and, like, she quit a job where she's delivering ridiculous news stories. And turns out she's doing the same thing in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, she's. <laughs> they're real news stories, but it's like a Japanese game show where right. there's like challenges. There's like a chimp next to her throwing things yeah. at her. You know how we like, feel about 
animal actors. You know how I feel But I especially am... You don't like... Weirded out by any simians. They're just too... You don't like primates? Yeah, too human-like. Right. Creep me out. Um, And also after we saw Nope, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah. You never know. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Robin's in Tokyo. Barney is... You'd think he'd be, like, sad about the wedding or, like, making arguments against it, but he doesn't even care because he thinks it's a lost cause. And he also wants to get Robin back to New York so he can, you know, move in on her because he's still in love with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, He wants to get her drunk at Ted's wedding. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Barney is at work. Um, Why did I write vulnerable nostalgia? So he's getting nostalgic about Robin and how much he loves her? Yeah. Okay. So he misses her. Um, but that's also about, like, your note about vulnerable nostalgia could be about, like, what Stella is saying about exes at weddings. Right. Okay, yeah. So that's a conversation about, <clears throat> like, she's, yeah, she's saying that, um, like, there's thing, there's unresolved things yeah. with relationships, and this is a conversation with... Ted and Ted's like, well, Robin's one of my best friends. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable having her not at the wedding. Yeah. And so he brings it to the group and they're kind of torn as well. Um, obviously, Barney wants her there for ulterior <laughs> motives. Yeah. Um, Lily agrees that if if she were Stella, she probably wouldn't want Robin there. But also she wouldn't want him to have a wedding without Robin being there. But also, ultimately, the bride is right on the wedding day. Yes. Yeah, because then we get a flashback of Lily's, like, chaotic bridezilla of, like, things not being right for the wedding. So she's like, okay, imagine, like, months and months of anxiety rolled up into, like, one day. Yeah. You know, because they only have, like, a day to to get to Shelter Island for this dream wedding of Nora. Nora's dream wedding, yeah. Yeah. Um, call to action, listeners. If you are married, were any exes at your wedding? Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, okay, so at this wedding, um, there is no alcohol and no meat. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a yoga center. You know, it's like a... <laughs> like a yoga retreat? Yoga meditation collective. But they have... A hotel. Yes. Yeah. It's like a resort, like an okay. eco yoga meditation resort. Okay. Um, we learned that Stella, um, when she finds out that Robin was invited, she's very, very mad. And she said, it's just weird. Um, it's just weird. I don't want her there. And then she mentions un- unresolved things again. Um, and let's see. So then, okay. So then... Barney agrees to call Robin and tell her to cancel her flight, but he calls her and she's like, oh, I'm about to leave. And he said, great, we'll see you there. Yeah. And he said, you, you couldn't get a hold of her or whatever. Yeah. Bad friend. Bad friend. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's like sabotaging the wedding in his favor. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Nora is there throwing herself at Barney, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm, but yeah, okay, before we were talking about Lily being a bridezilla, 
Um, yeah. yeah, months of crazy in three days. And then, um, okay, so part of why Stella doesn't want Lily there, um, she's like, well, I don't want Tony there. And Ted's like, well, why don't you want Tony there? Yeah. And Tony's like not bringing Lucy there. So that's like a big point of friction. So Ted thinks he'll fix the situation by being a hero, going to Tony and getting Lucy and bringing her to the event. That way, when Robin shows up, it won't be a big deal because she'll be so happy that Lucy's there. Yeah. So the plan kind of backfires. Um, Ted does go to Tony's apartment and try to pick up Lucy. And Tony and Ted have this, like, impassioned conversation in the hallway. And Tony is, you know, basically, like, professing his love, that he's still in love with Stella and how... Yeah, you know, he didn't know what he had. He didn't know what he had. He yeah. missed this great opportunity to be a family. Yeah. Um, Played by Jason Jones. Jason from Jones. From our favorite TV show, The Detour. Right. <laughs> Is that Jason Jones? Yeah. Name? Okay. That's Jason Jones from The Detour. Right. A show that we watched all of and could be great and could be, like, yeah. teeth-grittingly embarrassing sometimes. Yeah, I mostly did not enjoy it. There are some funny parts. Well, we still quote the <laughs> the <laughs> Russian mail bride who keeps saying hashtag me too. Yeah. But she just means the phrase me too. Like she's just like, oh you like hockey? Hashtag me too. <laughs> also, um um what's his, I'm gonna call you um Peepaw or what is what do they call it? I can't remember, but um, yeah, the kids meet their grandpa played by James Cromwell for yeah, the first time. James Cromwell. And they're like trying We're out. We're gonna different... call you Peepaw, and he's like, hmm, I don't know if I like it. Put it in a sentence. Hey Peepaw. <laughs> Which is a sentence. Yeah. <clears throat> See, that's um, what I'm saying. When that show is good, it could be really funny. Yeah. But it could also be very embarrassing. Um uh, okay. Um so yeah, Tony and Ted are um hugging. Um, yeah, meanwhile, Nora is, like, hitting on Barney hard and saying, like, I don't care what, like, you could bring someone else in there. I don't need any foreplay, which is weird because it's kind of, like, is that, like, an appealing, like, it just seems like Barney, so is Barney, like, a DJ Khaled (laughs) Uncle Junior type where, like, he doesn't want to do the... He doesn't form- want any yeah. foreplay? I don't know. I mean, obviously, from Nora's standpoint, this isn't about, like, she's not super into Barney. This is about... This is just, like... She's bitter that her husband or her fiancé right. walked out on her and her sister's t- taking her wedding, so she just wants, like, something to get her mind off the wedding. I get so, it. But it's weird that, like, no foreplay would be, like, awesome. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, do you remember, um, did you ever see Three Amigos? No. I watched that movie a lot. The original? Yeah, the only one, Wasn't right? there another one? No. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a joke in that where there's, like, a woman who's being forced to marry the local, like, bandito boss, El Guapo, uh, played by Alfonso Arau, who directed Like Water for Chocolate, by the way. Um, and, and the, uh, older woman is saying, like do you know what foreplay is? And she's like, yes. And she's like, El Guapo doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) El Guapo is hilarious in that movie, by the way. Okay. When it's like his birthday and his like henchman 
or giving him presents. So he's like, imagine like a mob boss, but like a bandito boss, like opening presents in front of all of his henchmen. And like he gets a sweater and he goes, it's a sweater. <laughs> yeah, you quote that a lot. It's such a funny movie. Um, okay, so Robin arrives. Um, Stella's angry. Um, but Ted is afraid of uh, Stella going to talk to Robin because he's imagining the conversation they had about like, oh, like we had sex three times a day or, you know, like all the different scenarios right. of Stella talking to Robin. Right. Um, and then, so Ted ends up going to talk to Robin and Robin admits that she feels weird also. She ends up quitting her job. She's moving back to the city. She does think it's weird because they were together for so long and mm -hmm. she has, you know, caught some feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't say that, like, she's still in love with him necessarily, but, like, it does kind of get her. And then she kind of says, like, don't get married. Like, you're not ready for this. And the friends have always yeah. kind of, like, teetered back and forth. They want Ted to be happy and, to, yeah. you know. Um, she's like Edgar in the final season of You're the Worst. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't get married. Yeah. Yeah. And he was being a good friend. Yeah. Um, and Ted says, no, I love Stella. Um, but then Robin goes to Barney's room after that scene with Ted Yeah, and looking to drink. So because the resort doesn't have any alcohol, she managed to like get some from the plane or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, smuggle some in. Yeah. And Barney is with <laughs> another woman in the bed, not even Nora. And Nora comes. Yeah. It's a great sort of like bait and switch. Or we fake assume, out where yeah, we, we assume, assume it's, it's Nora, Nora like handcuffed to the bed but it's like some other person robin sees that a woman's there and then nora knocks on the door like <laughs> who's that okay cool yeah and goes in um but yeah no foreplay <laughs> yeah that really stuck with you <laughs> i mean is that like appealing for like a maybe i don't know maybe for barney because it's just about racking up numbers for him okay i don't know but he also seems to, like, enjoy the entirety of sex. You like, think? That, that's like, definitely the impression he's given. That he, like, right. he, like, he's, you know, so handcuffing why, people to beds or whatever. That's it's why like, this is, like, because we're, like, he's, like, a Lothario. Like, he loves so, being with women. So I feel like that's what I'm saying. It was more about Nora being, like, this isn't romantic. Yeah. Or isn't even really fun. Yeah. But, like... But you're saying Barney was like especially tempted by the no foreplay thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like. It doesn't fit with his character. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's getting to me. And so then I'm like thinking of who else is not into foreplay? <laughs> DJ Khaled, Uncle Junior. Well, to be clear. Those are like specific. There's only one part of foreplay they're right. not into. They're, right. I'm sure they're into things where they are the recipient. The other things. Okay. Yeah. And remember Uncle Junior was into it. He just right. didn't want he anybody to know. He just didn't want anyone to know. And when they knew... They made fun of him. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, South of the border. Right. Um, okay. So the girl in the room is actually the front desk girl in Barney's room. Um, then, okay. So at the end of the episode, Stella ends up leaving with Tony. And the unresolved things are actually about Stella and Tony, like, re-sparking their love. And we see Robin on the ferry back to the city, um, and Stella's, like, still in her wedding 
dress and Tony's with her and they're making out. Yeah. And, um, did the episode get you? Cause the first time I saw it, it got me. I thought this was all going to be, I was like, okay, obviously this wedding's not going to happen, but I was like, Stella's going to call off the wedding because she's too jealous of Robin. That's what they're setting up the entire time. And then mm-hmm. it turns out, yeah. no, it's this, about her it's not about being her. over Tony. Right. Because they kept going back to yeah. the reasons why, like, no exes. This is, like, strict. But she was it talking about. stuff. Yeah. yeah. She was talking about her ex. Yeah. Because so she did it knew, get you? Did you? It didn't get me. Yeah. You're smarter than I am. Yeah. No, it I'm got not. me the first time. It didn't. It didn't. I'm not smarter than you. But, like. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of. It's kind of like. <laughs> no, definitely not. It, like, kind of drilled it. Home. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, right. Well, um, and that's the end of the episode. Should Did I miss anything? No, but I have a lot of just thoughts. Okay. Well, I did want to point out, um, so I feel like How I Met Your Mother, well, this is like 2008. So this is, we're in the DVR era, but we're not quite in the era yet of like shows like doing the BoJack Horseman level thing of having lots of hidden jokes for you to like pause and look at, you know, Mm -hmm. but Barney's whiteboard was like full of little jokes. Oh, right, right. Like you had like algebra equations that were like, that's right. Oh, 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 like orgasm sounds. There was one algebra equation that was H I five, like high five. Um, and there were all sorts of other little things that I'm sure if you paused it and and watched, you could get a lot of little Barney jokes. Yeah. Um, so I kind of liked that. That's a um, fun detail. Yeah. There's mostly, I guess, props to the props department. Yeah. Um, or, I guess, set dresses? I don't know who does that. Or our friend uh, and listener, Carrie, could probably tell us. Yeah, I think art department. Okay. Um, but I also just wanted to point out, right from the beginning, I feel like with with Nora and then with the retreat, like, and look, I don't like hippies any more than anybody else but a lot of the hippie bashing in this felt very like tired like uh, not okay i was gonna bring this up too under yeah. the umbrella the, this is mostly uh, finish your thought and then I'll... no i think i did but it, it just felt like it's uh, and i'm not saying this is like oh it's aged poorly like some of the more problematic stuff it's just like this isn't stuff we like make fun of anymore and it just felt like lazy it's it's lazy but it's also like so basic to make fun of vegans like and it's so yeah. outdated like oh vegan yeah. wedding oh my god like it's just yeah. so lame at this point and it probably was even then yeah um i understand no alcohol at weddings is like atrocious <laughs> yeah i mean for for a lot of people you know like if yeah. you're you know struggling with alcohol you know like that's that's one thing but yeah. i think i understand that more than or like when one of them like drinks a green juice, it is like, oh, I think it's Robin. And she's like, oh, that's awful. Or right. one of them drinks it. Yeah, it's Robin. But I think it's, I mean, at least in that case, it's clear that she's like, she's expecting a shot of alcohol. Because the bartender's like, I got something for you. I had a hard day. I got something for you. She's like, keep it, keep it coming. But she sees that it's like a green smoothie. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, yeah, that stuff, uh, the anti-hippie, anti-vegan stuff felt lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't bother me as much as the Bridezilla stereotypes. And just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how women get around weddings. Right. You know, I did. I thought that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like women are crazy. Weddings make women crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about how I had like a momentary freak out 
at our wedding about the flowers, which I'm not proud of, but it yeah. was like, it, it, it irked me. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, well, I guess I, I don't want to give away any funniest moments. It, did you have any funniest moments that were in Lily's flashbacks to her bridezilliness? Mm, no. Okay. So she, there's like flashbacks. And it is funny that she's like, like, I think you had a legitimate complaint about the bouquet that it was like Nothing. paltry and like had holes in it. It was like not, not as full as it what wasn't we even had the, planned. It the, wasn't the flowers that we picked. Yeah. There yeah. was like a bunch of like, it was more filler than like the flowers that we yeah. specifically like picked out to match your boutonniere and right. like the theme, you know? So the, the theme of the, the wedding. color palette. Yeah. yeah. So it, we had like an art deco theme for our wedding. Right, so we so picked right. these calla lilies, which were like part of the design aesthetic of the venue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was like, this has to match. Yeah. You know, so that's what you sent me back to the florist for. To I was get like, the, "This is not what we ordered." But Lily's thing is that the the bouquet, the flowers were supposed to be medium light red, and now they're medium red. Our wedding is ruined. But the one I thought was actually funny, and I came, I wish I'd written down the details. But she's talking about the kind of heating, like HVAC system that the that the like uh, venue uses, yeah. and she's like, "That was the one thing I cared about." Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so I guess that's a transition into funniest moments if you're ready. Um, yeah, th I mean, this is pretty wild, but I don't have anything. I only have, I mean, I guess I just gave kind of some, but yeah. the, um, uh, the one thing I laughed at, it's a Barney being a creep thing, but it made me laugh when he plans a bachelor party we get like a sort of a, it's kind of sort of yeah. a callback to marshall's bachelor party oh yeah and he's like all right bachelor party tonight ted i've got these like strippers who have played and like he can't even finish his sentence and ted's like i don't have time for that and Mar and barney just goes okay i'll let you know how it goes yeah so he just wants to <laughs> just, like go yeah. and like hang out with strippers so yeah that was my one funniest moment should we move on to how i met your mother but make it fashion yeah um this was, I don't know if you caught this, but Stella was missing a button. No, on her wedding dress? No, in, no, um, in like the first restaurant scene. She had like an orange shirt. Interesting. And it was missing a button. I didn't notice. Yeah. Um, I guess I did kind of like her wedding dress when we finally see it at the end. I hadn't written that down, but. Um, That's fine. It was like silk and drapey, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the only thing I wrote down is um, Robin's cool green argyle sweater that she I wrote that down, the... too. Green yeah. argyle. Yeah. I liked it. Best part of the episode. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel to mention that, like, when Robin and Ted are talking um, at the wedding, she's, like, her argument is, like, Ted, you're a romantic. You know, like, you want a, a perfect wedding. This isn't your dream wedding. I know you care about this stuff as much as you're you know, being spontaneous and yeah. like trying to go with the flow. Like this is not who you are when you were, you know, courting me, you know, it was like totally different. I know yeah. this isn't you. Um, so that was, I guess, I guess that's kind of under the umbrella. Right? Yeah. Let's move. I have a lot on, uh, under the umbrella. Yeah. Like Ted being just like hyper romantic. Yeah. Um, so I have, uh, the idea of couples having telepathy is not that this is not mm -hmm. the first time that's come up in this yeah. show. Um, there's yeah, 
Barney being a bad friend. We talked about that with both shows that sometimes mostly they're good friends, but sometimes they can be bad friends. Yes. And Barney being a bad friend. But also there is a best friend conversation. Yes, I wrote that down, too. She's like my best friend. And both Marshall and Barney are like, what? Yeah. But then he goes, OK, my best female friend. And Lily's like, hey, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, the ongoing will they, won't they between Barney and Robin is mm-hmm. is a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. And then I liked the um, uh, in Robin's speech that you were talking about, she makes specific callbacks to him stealing the French horn mm-hmm. and also to him. Yeah. Um, trying to make it rain and he's like i did make it rain. I did, it yeah. was a coincidence <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah uh so yeah i, I, I like that uh, did you have anything else under the umbrella and we already talked about animal actors yeah yeah should we move on to similarities yeah well i mentioned i guess i've already mentioned all of my similarities kathy is a wingman in the same way that robin is yes yes in, in an early episode i had that um also, um, veganism or vegetarianism because Phoebe like brought Monica chicken soup, but there's no chicken. Oh, yes. And so it's just noodles and water. Yeah. <laughs> Which you could make a veggie broth noodle soup. Yeah. But I guess the restaurant is just noodles and water. Yeah. Do you know what I read recently? And I don't know if it's true because it doesn't sound true. Hmm. That officially there's no such thing as chicken broth if it's carcass based it's a stock and broths are only vegetable based huh. but i feel like the, so i thought that broth sometime, and stock was interchangeable because there's vegetable stock yeah i guess this is what i was reading that was saying that like no it's vegetable broth chicken stock but i've seen i've been to like you know it's one thing i like about trader joe's is you don't have like eight choices of like the same thing it's like mm-hmm. there's just one mm-hmm. i like that simplicity mm-hmm. but when you're at like a ralph's or whatever Sometimes they're like some brands will be chicken stock and some brands will be chicken broth. Those those the same things. I I thought that they were okay. Well, Listeners, thought, call to action. I thought that is there a, a difference between broth and stock? I thought the broth was just kind of like a overall like <coughs> consistency of a, a I guess a a soup without any solid items in it. But a broth is a watery like a liquid yeah that comes from what it was steeped in or what was steeped in it yeah right yeah because i also saw someone trying to make the argument that cereal is technically soup and i'm like no because milk is not a broth or a stock yeah yeah so i don't think it is yeah uh call to action broth Broth or stock broth or stock is cereal soup yeah <laughs> um, I do like some of the, like sometimes there's like clever ones where like like a hot um, dog is a sandwich. Yeah, well, a hot dog is a sandwich. I'm uh, that's something I believe in. But when someone says that like if you cut up a hot dog into mac and cheese, technically that's like carbonara because <laughs> it's like pasta in a cream sauce with a pork product, so it's oh. technically carbonara, uh, carbonara, whatever you however you say that. Okay. Um, Cupcakes, pies, or cakes. <laughs> That's not even our joke. Yeah, listen to the Doughboys. All right. um, Should we move on to playing favorites? Should we play favorites right now? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. Friends. Friends. Yeah. This was a week How I Met Your Mother. Okay. I'm glad. Um, And it was a pretty good Friends, too. Um, I mean, I didn't really care for the Ross and Rachel stuff. Yeah. I liked Monica being sick. I definitely liked 
Phoebe. the Chandler and Joey stuff. You like Phoebe being sick. I like Phoebe. I liked Paget Brewster. So yeah, it's um, it's often the case, you know, um, on my other podcast where I talk about movies, it's called Battleship Pretension. I often point out, like a lot of times in like mainstream like studio comedies, the leads are the least funny part because they have like all this other shit they have to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's I feel like that's the case here. Like it's this uh, this episode is like a romantic comedy where Ross and Rachel are the will they won't they couple, but they're also the least funny part of the episode. Right. It's all the rest of the people who get to like be silly that get all the laughs. Right. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Friends was the better one here. Um, let's catch up on our correspondence, which I once again failed to call up beforehand, which I was going to do. Um, oh my gosh. Do, do you need me to vamp? Um, yeah, you probably should vamp. Ratatouille bites. Chocolate peppermint loaf baking mix. Okay, so I'm looking at my email right now. This is like totally off topic. But I've noticed, like, there are certain mailing lists, like, companies that I bought stuff from, you know, I have, like, a um, a throw from a company called Riley, and I'm, like, on their mailing list, and they send me deals all the time. But this time of year, like, Black Friday mm-hmm. type of year, I get emails from companies that I had no idea I was on their mailing year, list. Yes. I get so much. Yes. There's, like, so many emails. Me too. Um, so when did our last episode go up? They were on the... 22nd. Okay, so I don't think we got any emails, actually. I don't know why I'm looking at my email. I thought we did. You know what's also interesting about that is I keep getting deals from the company that we bought our mattress from. Yeah. But, like, how often do they think I need a mattress? (laughs) Like, I I have this, like, 10-year warranty on this mattress. Yeah. Maybe they're thinking I'm buying multiples. Yeah. Um, But I also got an email from Brooks Brothers for Black Friday. I like, speci- I, I like early pandemic ordered a shirt online from Brooks Brothers that was on sale and they were so aggressive. I got like two emails a day mm-hmm. from them mm-hmm. and I unsubscribed from them. Mm-hmm. So they like tried to sneak back into my There's inbox. There's a loophole somewhere where they're like, okay, we'll unsubscribe you, but we will do Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Okay. P.S. It's the... Um Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer Holiday Guide for anyone interested. Oh. Hot off the press. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, I knew we had some some tweets. That's where we, tw- Twitter still exists, despite Elon Musk's best efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just a couple here. Um, we didn't get very many. We only we didn't get any portmanteaus except for Jackson confirming that things like. Words like brunch are portmanteaus. It's just, it's what you thought oh. it was. Just smushing the other two words. Of, okay. I was making it into the whole like wheel of fortune category where it's like, what do they call that? Where it's like starts as one thing and becomes another. You know. Yeah. Um, oh. Um, what do they call? It? I know you watch wheel of fortune more often uh, than I do. Before and after. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what this. So, two geek soup. Sent me a picture of a truly hideous looking, um, like layer cake or something, or like a big parfait that has ground beef in it. Oh, yes. Okay, because he was like... We'll see you later. You might recognize this yet, but eventually you will. Yep. Did I say he? I don't know. It's uh, a English... Yeah, it's a he. English trifle. 
Okay, and that's going to come up at some point. Oh yes. Okay, um, but that's uh, that's all the feedback we got. Okay. That's all the correspondence. Um, so I hope we hear more about your weddings and broth and stock. And uh, am I wrong that a hot dog is a sandwich? No, I don't think anyone would. Well, yeah. No, lots of people feel like a hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay. But uh, what I would say, if you're telling me that a hot dog is not a sandwich, then I guess a pita is not a sandwich either. And to me, a pita is a sandwich. A pita is a sandwich, yeah. Yeah. But if, because the number one argument I see against hot dog being a sandwich is that the bread is connected. That a sandwich should be two separate pieces of bread. Mm. And I say, no, a pita is a sandwich, a hot dog is a sandwich, a taco is a type of sandwich. I mean, you sound like if you go around calling it like a hot dog sandwich oh. or a taco sandwich, you sound like like Mr. Burns or something. But like right. technically those are they fall under the genus of sandwich. Right. I'm not saying I'm out here saying if I ordered a sandwich and someone handed me a hot dog, I would think that was weird. But I still do think that technically a hot dog qualifies as a sandwich. As is a taco, as does a pita. Yeah. Okay. Long as we're all on the same page. A gyro. Sandwich. That's a sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know when a what if a burrito is a burrito a sandwich? No, that's a wrap. Okay, but right? it's what if it like opens up a little bit? Then that's just a burrito that opened up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) if a thing changes form, it like might become a different thing. Right. But I guess what you're saying, if you unwrap a burrito, at what point does it stop being a burrito and start being a a large taco? Yeah. Yeah. A large taco. Which is a sandwich to me. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to my. I'm more laughing at like my little demonstration. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of a burrito coming apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called. How were we doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, season four, episode five of Friends, the one with Joey's new girlfriend, aired on Thursday, October 30th, 1997. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you and I, I'm from Missouri, you're from California. We don't have a name for the night before Halloween, but there are certain parts of the country where it's Devil's Night or Mischief Night or whatever. Yes. We don't celebrate that. Call to action. Does the night before Halloween have a name? What is that name? And what did you do as a kid on Devil's Night or Mischief Night or maybe some other thing? Yeah. Anyway, so this episode aired on Devil's Night in 1997. Um, And on on that day, uh, so in Newton, I don't, do you remember this? I, I feel like I'm never been a person who's like super aware of like, tabloid stories or whatever but do you remember uh, in newton massachusetts british au pair louise woodward is found guilty of the baby shaking death of an eight month yes. old you remember this I yeah i remember this. yeah and it caused like um people to talk about nanny cams and get nanny cams right it, this yes. was like the start of it yeah and then also being a child welfare worker like we often talk yeah. about Shaken baby syndrome, it's yeah. a thing, not to get too dark, but... Yeah. And then people reference this case. Yeah. So I do remember it. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, also on this day, the, I'm sorry to do only sad stuff, but um, the uh, great film director Samuel Fuller died on October 30th, 1997. He made uh, The Big Red One and Shot Corridor and White Dog. He's very like... Um, I saw one of his movies at TCM Fest a few years ago called Underworld USA. It's all very, like, crime genre type okay. of uh, stuff. Or I guess the Big Red one is a, um, a war movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, good director, uh, and he passed away that day. Um, okay. Top five songs in the U.S. on Thursday, October 30th, 1997. Um, no real change, maybe change in order, but all the same songs. Uh, number five, the, the mysterious Boys to Men song, Four Seasons of Loneliness. <laughs> we don't know what that is. And number four, Leanne Rhymes, How do I live without you? Uh, number three, Usher's You Make Me Wanna, dot, dot, dot. Uh, at number two, Elton John's Something About the Way You Look Tonight. Number one, Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997. Now, I wonder how that, because we talked about how those those two are tied together because of them being, like, sold as a double A-side single. Right. I don't know where this website is getting it from, because they just switched places. Like, last week, Something About the Way You Look Tonight was ahead of Candle in the Wind, 1997. Now Candle in the Wind, 1997 is ahead. I don't know who would decide that on a double yeah. A side. If, yeah. I guess maybe if they're adding in, like, radio play. I don't know how Billboard actually does that. But, um, yeah, no real change there. Over in 2008 land, uh, the How I Met Your Mother episode, Shelter Island, aired on Monday, October 20th, 2008. Um, on that day... Uh, Festus Mogay, former president of Botswana, the third president of Botswana, um, was awarded the Ibrahim Foundation, Pri Foundation Prize for Achievement in African Leadership um, at London City Hall on October 20, 2008. Former United Nations Secretary General Kofi Annan stated President Mogay's outstanding leadership has ensured Botswana's continued stability and prosperity in the face of an HIV AIDS pandemic which threatened the future of his country and people. Uh, Festus Mogay is still alive at the age of 83. I'm not going to read any more of the Wikipedia, and I'm going to assume he was a good guy and a good leader of Botswana, the third so. president of Botswana. On the charts, on the Billboard charts, charts top five songs in the U.S. on this day, um, at uh, number five, Katy Perry's Hot and Cold. Um, at number four, Pink's So What? At number three, T.I.'s Live Your Life. At number two, T.I.'s Whatever You Like. Again, a song that I like, but we don't like T.I. right now. And then making its debut, at least for us, at number one, uh, Britney Spears' Womanizer. Woman, Womanizer. Remember Womanizer? Yeah. Yeah, it's like has a... I feel like it's... Because um, this would have been... Yeah, this would have been after her, like, sort of VMA's debacle, right? Mm -hmm. So she was trying to make, like, a comeback after that. Yeah. I remember liking this song. It almost feels, it has, like, a Black Keys type of, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, uh, groove mm -hmm. to it. Um, anyway, like that song. I liked it. We're getting into songs that I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the early seasons of How I Met Your Mother were... I was not paying attention to mainstream music yeah. at that time. Now, um, now I'm now now we're now we're catching up. So that's that. Let's move on now to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to figure out what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with the knowledge of the episode titles. First, let's see how we did last week. Okay. 
I said that the one with Joey's new girlfriend would be about Joey the lunk-headed Lothario has a one-night stand who won't leave, and he's too much of a dang old softy to break it off. Um, you said Robin takes shelter on Shelter Island, but is unable to de-shelter herself. <laughs> you thought she that. was going to get stranded on, on Shelter Island. Did I say that? Yes. I'm sure I... I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I, like... What's what I'm looking for? I, uh... Elaborate. Punch these up. Punch these but up. sometimes you punch them up for me. Yeah. So I don't know who said D shelter herself. I don't yeah. remember. Don't care to. Um, you want a vamp? Uh, yeah. Truffle oil duo. Four cheese scalloped potatoes. Okay. Season four, episode six of Friends is called The One with the Dirty Girl. Okay. I feel like when I try to outsmart friends. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. So I'm trying to think, is this literally about a dirty girl or is it about a, I don't know, uh, like a girl from a Prince song. Like she's dirty, like she's okay. like Darling Nikki or whatever, you know. Okay. <sighs> what is it? Which one is it going to be? Maybe it's... Oof. I'm really torn here about, about what it's going to be. Um, okay. I'm going to say... Okay. Chandler starts dating a new... Lass, but she turns out to be much too salty mm-hmm. for his delicate constitution. Okay. Uh, not constituents. He's not an elected official. Constitution. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I'm going to say Chandler. I guess this is kind of. I'm. This would be like repeating the storyline of when he was like the uh, essentially like fuck buddy of that lady who had like multiple was seeing multiple guys at mm-hmm, once and mm-hmm. the sex was great, but he like couldn't handle. So I'm going to say Chandler starts dating someone and she's she's a little too granola. No, I'm saying she's very sexually forward. Oh, OK. Is what I'm saying. OK. And he... So salty, not in, like, a sweaty... I thought, like, sweaty. Um, no, I meant salty, okay. like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But now you got me wondering, is she lit- is he dating someone who's literally literally dirty? No, I'm sticking with what I'm saying. Stick with what you're saying. That yeah. you locked Chandler starts... Well, not really. Um, Chandler starts dating someone who is very sexually forward. Okay. And he's... I don't know. So, like, a repeat of what he had with Joanna. Because remember... Or not Joanna. Um, yeah, Joanna. Joanna. Shit. Well, no, you locked it in. I locked it in. Yeah, but it would be repeating too many storylines, wouldn't it? Did he? But he liked it with Joanna. So now I feel like I'm wrong. So maybe he has a type. Yeah, but now I'm wrong. Okay. Well, I'm sure I will be, too. Uh, let's hope. We're still tied at zero. Okay. Season four, episode six. 
of How I Met Your Mother is called Happily Ever After. Huh. Okay. Um, I guess this it would be, could be an obvious continuation of Stella and Tony. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, um, <laughs> hold on. Um, I can't vamp. <laughs> We're trying to do too many things at once. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're uh, yeah. It's time to be real in the middle of the podcast. Um, it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess you got to you, you didn't finish it. So you're saying okay. it, it, this is going to follow Stella and Tony. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Is she still going to be? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's still going to follow Stella and Tony. Okay. Um, they're going to be happily ever after. But what's going to be the conflict of the episode? What's going to happen? Um... I don't know. Do you think Ted is going to regret what happened? Well, Maybe. he already does because it wasn't his choice. Right. But is he? So gonna, yeah, Ted's going to be a. Is he going to regret boy. inviting Tony or Robin? Robin. But it was inviting Tony that is what undid the wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to come up with something. Do I? Yeah, that's the name of this. That's how the segment works. I'm not going to get it, though. Neither am I. I already realized that I was wrong. Okay. Um, well, okay. So Stella and Tony are happily ever after okay. causing Ted to um, backpedal and dwell on his sadness. Okay, so um, Ted goes into a Marshall-like funk, right? Remember when Lily left Marshall? Yeah. When we were in San Francisco? Ted goes into a Marshall-like funk over the fact that, uh, let's see, the fact that Stella is <clears throat> hashtag sorry, not sorry about running off into the sunset with Tony. Okay. Okay. So we have our predictions locked in. We finished the episode. We did yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at Battleship. Nope. You can find this podcast where you find this podcast. You can also find posts for every episode of this podcast at battleshippretension.com, which is where you find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, where I talk about movies. Um, and you can leave comments there. That's one of the many ways you can uh, correspond with us. The other main ways are by um, emailing us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com or uh, tweeting me 
at Davy Pretension. Uh, Davy with an E-Y. I always forget to say that. Davy Pretension is my Twitter. Twitter is hanging in there. So that's where you can find us for now. Um, Natalie, please, please remind the listeners and me where you would like to be found on the internet. So you can vibe with me on Viber at... Is that a new one? No, I think it's like a, um, like a chat one. Okay. But yeah, I think it is. Um, I did start a hive, but I haven't really used it. Right. <clears throat> but I mostly just wanted to keep... I wanted to get Davy pretension. Yeah. Because it seems like... You should get like it everywhere just to be at safe. At Post and Mastodon as well? Yeah. Yeah, those are the other ones. Um, Truth, Truth Social. <laughs> Truth Social. Um, um, EquallyYoked.com. Farmers Only. Farmers uh, Only. Christian <laughs> Mingle. J-Day. Yeah. Um, uh, remember that <laughs> there's that episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where um, Rachel is like everyone's like I saw your post on like all these like because yeah. she's depressed she's like are you okay I saw your update on Waze <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they keep doing um, what's the one oh Our Time that's like the elderly oh okay like over 51 yeah I guess maybe much older um, calls to action Broth versus stock versus uh, whatever. Whatever is cer- is um, cereal a soup? Is, is cereal a hot dog a, a sandwich? Yeah. Were your exes at your wedding? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Yeah. Give us a rating. Let us know. It helps people. Yeah. Find in a review. Yeah, It'd be this great podcast. But even every time you open up the app, you can give us five stars, and I do it. That helps the algorithm. Yeah, um, until it. next time, see you at Namaste Yoga Meditation Collective. <laughs>